Welcome back to Maskew's Get a Q podcast. My name is Brandon Hall. I'm pleased to be joined today by Quaybog Regional High School's John O'Neill and the team of students in its Innovation Center. We've got Josh, Madeline, and Liz. Welcome aboard. Thank you. We're happy to be here. So this is our first uh, group podcast interview. We, we went through a little bit of uh, technical issues trying to get this started, but we're here and we're ready and we're good. Um, so John, tell me kind of about the genesis of the, the uh, Innovation Center at Quaybog High School. Okay, great. Um, so it, it actually started out as a, a, a professional goal and uh, it led into uh, it started out as a Google help desk goal, and then it has led uh, and grown into what we are now calling our innovation center. We have converted our our library into uh, uh, a multi-complex, um, we'll call it, where we have a lot of different things going on for a lot of students and uh, to create opportunities for them to learn in different facets. Um, and thanks to our principal, Steve Duff, uh, who has been um a motivator behind uh the whole project and to these students who are here today um who have helped uh make this project uh what it is actually um at least in our first phase of it and uh we, we have uh, created something pretty special here at Quaybog. well that, that sounds incredible and it sounds like you've got a lot of support from your administration which always is the key to any of these uh these projects what sort of things were uh, at the beginning, what kind of growing pains, I guess, would you say that you had, that you had to overcome? Uh, so I'm gonna let the students uh, answer that one. <laughs> well, physically, it was a re relatively difficult project with it being a large library. There was a lot of things we had to move out first before we could actually start getting it where we wanted it to be. So, that was, and then getting the manpower to do that job, that was probably the most difficult thing starting out. <laughs> Once we got all of that settled and the library was completely empty, from there it really kickstarted and we got moving pretty quickly. Now, now I just want to stop you for a second. Now, you say completely empty. You, you emptied out the library and started fresh? Yeah. Uh, pretty much. I, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we, 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 got rid of a lot of books that, uh, and I don't mean got rid of them in, in a sense that we threw them out, but, but put them into locations where they could be more useful. Like for example, uh, books that were related to science went to the science department, books that were related to history went to the history department. Um, and not every book left the library, uh, more of the reference books stayed, but, um, but our library was set up so that the bookcases, the bookshelves were sort of the, the main focus of the, of the room. And in order for us to create an, uh, this innovation center the way we wanted it to, to be designed, we had to really create a more open space area. Now, what kind of feedback have you gotten from the community on it? Because I know we've tried to do this, a similar thing here in Pembroke where we you know, make the, the library meet more of a media center and have it more student-focused. Uh, but of course, with that, you know, there are the sort of the old guard thinks, hey, this is a library. There's supposed to be books in libraries. What, what sort of feedback did you hear from the community? Um, I would say before we did this, the library wasn't really used to its full potential. And after we did it, um, teachers have used it like to incorporate into their lessons and students go in there, too, all the time and like play around with all the different materials that we have in there now and 
use it a lot more than it was ever used before. It's definitely being utilized in a better way. Yeah. Like before it turned into the innovation center, the library was primarily used as a study hall or a place to send kids when they couldn't get sub coverage. (laughs) So now that it actually has a modern function where the things in there are up to date and then there are extra or not extra, um, more useful objects and materials for kids to learn better. It's gotten a lot more of an academic purpose. And then there is still like some hardballs that are like, oh, it should be a library. Like, why are we doing this? It doesn't make sense. But hopefully they'll see it through. Yeah, because this is the first year of us doing it. I mean, we, yeah, it's we completed the project over the summer, like a week before school started. It was, <laughs> yeah. a, it was, a, very, it was a very, it was a very long project, and it took us a majority of the summer. And I think so, that hold on a second. So you, know, you guys, so, so you guys were in over the summer doing this. Yeah, most of yeah. the summer we came wow. in. Wow. So, so Brand, let me let, let me just explain something here. I so this project, as I said, sort of started with an idea that I had, and then. Uh, went to Steve, our principal, and, and he was very positive and receptive to it. And then I reached out to Josh, who reached out to uh, Liz and Madeline, who reached out to others. And we probably had almost near 20 to 25 people, students, mm-hmm. some parents who came and offered support and help to make this project uh, what it is today. Um, so, yeah. it, and, and they came in throughout the summer from basically the end of July, would we say? Probably the end, end of, of July, we, it would probably be the start, yeah, but like when we most of August that. we were there. Yeah. And, and, and that included painting, that included redecorating, that included, um, moving out books, moving out books deconstructing, uh, the deconstructing the bookshelves and moving them in other places. Um, a lot of painting. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of painting. Um, so, but again, these three were instrumental in getting other students to buy into it. And, um, and it was a lot of fun to watch it. And, and, and the best part was it wasn't just, so, you know, obviously I, I had an idea uh, about how this maybe should come about, but my idea got rearranged by these three. Um, so what I had for an idea certainly is not what the innovation center is today. And it's mainly because these three, um, came up with, uh, what students should have. Yeah. And that's what it really should have been about. Yeah. And, and I, I honestly, I think that sounds like the best kind of plan, right? You listen to all of the stakeholders involved and it's not like you said, here's this thing for you kids to use. It was you and the kids work together to build something for everybody. That that's a pretty powerful statement for your school district. Right. So, you know, here's an example. So, so we wanted to put up some letters. Um, so we, we, and I found this idea on Twitter where somebody took uh, letters and they, they just put them up to, to kind of like give up uh, sections to the, to the room. And so, um, so I gave them a bunch of supplies to design, to do whatever they wanted. And it was, it, it so defined what the innovation center was all about because they, they took the the letters and recreated them into this really cool project. And when they put up the letters, it was just, people were just in awe when they saw it. Like when teachers came in over the summer and saw it and um, when other students saw it, they, they were just in awe by like what they, what, what they created to make these letters look pretty special. 
and um, uh, and it was their design and it was their idea and and they shaped it the way they wanted to. And then when Steve got up on the ladder, our <laughs> principal, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he uh, he designed <clears throat> uh, this sort of figurative man with an idea uh, with a light bulb uh, that just helped make that whole thing even better. So what, what part of the innovation um, room or innovation lab do you say gets used the most by students? Um, uh, I would say... Probably the like, 3D stuff. I've seen, yeah, the I've 3D seen the 3D printer gets used a lot. The 3D printer and then the VR yeah, gets headsets. used a lot. Yeah. And the yeah. shirt and things like that. Yeah, the, we, have, uh, we have Oculus headsets. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, that's a pretty popular, uh, like Josh and... Uh, Liz just said the the uh, 3D printers get used a lot. Um, the green screen, I think Madeline was saying earlier. Yeah, the green screen gets used a lot, and I think <clears> it could be used a lot more too. Because I know we had a project last year that we wish we could have used the green screen with. Yeah. Historical documentary videos. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think those areas, uh, the robotics part hasn't really caught on yet but i think in time that will this summer we have some plans to really open that up to um to you to use with students this summer and uh to to get them more involved and we do have <clears throat> excuse me we do have a makerspace area where we have supplies uh, and that's another area that we just need to to foster a bit more i would say the esports gets used a lot yeah. oh yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a with the esports team yep yep so, so now do you, do you have a team that competes out or is it just in-house stuff we we did compete out last year, and then the the person that we had coaching the team has left uh, for another position. Um, so we have somebody that's temporarily in that position. Uh, so they're not as familiar with it yet, but we're hoping that um, in time they'll take care of that and, and make it more competitive again. So uh, I, I guess I, I guess I'd love to ask each of the kids, uh, you know, or you students, like Liz. What I have your name first on the list. I apologize to put you on the spot, um, but Liz, what's your favorite part of the room? Um, I, I think seeing the, we have a green screen area, like next to all of the sort of 3D stuff. And I think it's interesting to see how many kids can use it for a bunch of different classes. Uh, there's a bunch of different things that you can use for science, like the headsets put you into different biology scenarios. Um, the green screen lets you experiment with a bunch of different locations. So if you're filming like a, some sort of interactive video for history or English that I think those get used a lot. How about you, Josh? What do you think? Um, my favorite part to it would probably right now I'd have to say the makerspace just because I can see the versatility of it and just how versatile the innovation center is in general like it can be used for so many different things and like projects. So I definitely, right now that's my favorite. I'm hoping, or I'm excited for like the Google help desk. Once mm -hmm. that gets completely finished and designed how we like it, because it's, that's going to be one of the bigger projects of the space to actually design it. Um, I, I have not high expectations, but I hope that it turns out like, trying to think of it like yeah like it's popular and looks nice like almost like how the google headquarters looks where yeah, there's yeah 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 it's modern it's unique it's fun 
And Madeline, what do you think? What what part of this is your favorite place in the innovation uh, innovation center? I like all the areas said the green screen. I'm excited to like look forward to using that towards projects, but I also just like the area itself, how you can just go in there after school, work on homework or work on projects with all the materials that are in there. Or even like if you have, you need to during lunch, you can go in there and print something out, work on something for a class. If you can, it's just a nice area to get some work done and stay productive and use the, materials in there towards your learning. So tell me a little bit, just touching upon what Josh said going back, um, the Google help desk, tell me a little bit about that. So, uh, you know, it's funny, that was the original uh, purpose of this whole project and then it turned into the whole innovation center. And um, and as I uh, had alluded to that, we, we had looked at the Burlington model and what Burlington had done, Burlington High School, uh, as a matter of fact, Steve Duff and I actually went to Burlington and looked at what they what they do up there. And so our our goal is to eventually um, have an area where we have students trained, which we started doing that this year. Uh, we started training some students on how to use some of the Google tools and um, so that they can eventually train our staff. Uh, you know, in that whole technology of how to use Google and the various tools that integrate well with Google um, so that they can enhance their curriculum a bit more and, and engage the students. Um, we, we hope to eventually be one-to-one with Chromebooks possibly for next year. Uh, right now we're close, but we're not there yet. Um, but again, because of the motivations uh, Principal Duff has, uh, we are getting there uh, sooner rather than later, and which is exciting. And um, so we're hoping that the Google Desk will be uh, will be a useful area for that. Um, matter of fact, our last PD session for the first time ever, we had students uh, training our teachers uh, using Wakelet and how to incorporate Wakelet into their classroom, which was a a huge step. And it was a lot of fun, and the feedback was really positive. Um, the teachers actually loved it because they didn't feel threatened by anybody. Yeah, <laughs> right. Wow. I mean, talk, talk about great PD. You flip. Actually, it was just Madeline was just saying, uh, Brandon, that we we have teachers already using it in their classroom, and that's only been a couple of days since we had that training. No, that's great, and that's incredible PD too. How powerful to have your students teaching the teachers um, to, in your PD sessions. That's just really awesome stuff. And, and such, yeah. a, such a credit to you kids and, and to you, John and your school for allowing something like that to happen and to, to be so forward thinking. Um, and I, I'm, I'm right there with you on the, the Chromebooks. Like you, you need to have that staff training and the students have to have an understanding of how everything works for it to really be fully implemented. Well, it's one thing, you know, you see all these, uh, you see school districts across the country where are like, Oh, we're going to spend X number of dollars on, Chromebooks and everyone's going to get a Chromebook and then they don't follow through with the proper training. And then it just turns into like a really expensive notebook. Um, they're so, right. they're so right. powerful and they're so useful and you get them in the hands of kids and teachers who are educated and know how to use them. Um, so I, I guess that, that answers one of the, the points of the, my next question was going to be, um, and I guess so we can make it sort of a, a larger question. What comes next uh, for, for Quebog in the innovation center as a school district, as a, you know, for you kids, you know, what do you see as, as the next step? So I'll, I'll start and then I'm going to let the kids uh, respond a little more. So we have a, you know, my goal this year, uh, professional goal was to start an innovation committee. 
um, to, to say, okay, we do have this innovation center. What do we want to do next with it? You know, what's the next step? And there are some things that we haven't done yet. We haven't finished. Um, and so obviously the three of these uh, young people are on this committee and, um, you know, we, we've only had one meeting so far and we will have another uh, very soon. Uh, but our, our goal is to, to figure out what, what has worked so far and what hasn't and what, what is the next phase to, to uh, make the Innovation Center a more powerful um, component to, to Quaybog? Uh, because definitely it, it is something unique. And um, so I'm going to let the kids speak on their, from their parts. I think we've gotten a lot of support from yeah. some teachers, but some aren't quite on board yet. They don't see where it could fit into their curriculum. So I think that's one part we hope to improve moving forward is showing them how they can use it in all aspects, not just like the science department or the history department, but also in the English department or the math department, areas like that, getting more teachers on board. I think it's also important to make more students aware of what we have because a lot of kids have never been in the library before because if you've never had a reason to look at a book or something, you never were really in there. And because of its location, you know, a lot of kids just kind of go through it and they don't really pay attention to the things that are in there that could be utilized. So I think getting more people to use the Innovation Center and use it more frequently, make it more readily available for everyone, I guess would be a big goal. Um, one I have is, like I said earlier, is just getting the uh, Google Help Desk finished up so we could... Uh, use it efficiently and use the kids and students that were training with the program efficiently um, able to actually help the teachers. So, cause we had at the last PD, there were a couple of kids that presented and ran um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking for? Just like presentations. presentations that's the word. Thank you. Um, <laughs> they ran the presentations on, a couple of them, but hopefully using the Google help desk and getting that at its full potential, we could have a lot of kids or all kids using running presentations on PD days, or at least some of the PD days. Um, and I think that's one of the things that we could get like closest. That's like, we're not far off from that. That's awesome. And I think, yeah. And I think the other thing, Brennan, that has made the innovation center, uh, unique is the welcoming atmosphere. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of different furniture in there and kids can relax and, 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 and enjoy learning. And so the other thing that teachers have found that have brought their classes in there is that they can, um, kids are, kids are more relaxed about giving, uh, they're more relaxed in terms of their participation and they're more active in their participation because of that. Um, so like we've had some history teachers go in there and do some restorative justice le uh, lessons. And, um, some of our English teachers have done like Socratic, uh, seminars in there and some poetry things, um, you know, different types of poetry and, uh, drama type lessons in there, uh, because the space has, has welcomed them and offered them that opportunity to do those types of things. So I, I think that, you know, that type of room has, has welcomed um, uh, more creativity in the curriculum and their lessons. And, uh, you know, we get kids here nodding. So th that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So right. Right. We're getting there. We're getting there. Now, what year are you all? 
Uh, we're all, all juniors. juniors. You're all juniors. That honestly, that is the best thing I've heard of all of this today. Is that you're all juniors <laughs> and you can all come back, finish this year with it, and then come back next year and see it through to it. You know, to its co- total completion. The, you know, you, you see a project exactly. like this. You see a project like this, and you're like, you're nervous about. You know, is is there staying power? Do you have like a help desk full of seniors and then nobody behind them to to pick up the slack when they graduate? So that's just so great to hear that you're juniors and you're this involved and you've got a great teacher like uh, Mr. O'Neill here who's uh, uh, making this happen and supporting you in a school district and, and principal that are supporting it too. All right, John's awesome and our administration <laughs> is fantastic, administration especially is when Mr. Duff like entered here, it was absolutely, it was one of the best things that happened to the school yeah. because he has the determination to get things done, to make it a better place. Um, he's had two out of his three kids pass through here. He has one still here now, and he like has that determination to make it better for the students in general, but he also has that like personal connection. Yeah, he's invested, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. He's, yeah. Extremely invested. He's very motivated Such to make. Help. He's very motivated to make it a good community for the kids, and he takes all of our consideration into account. And a lot of things this year have changed. You know, we've gotten a lot of different things passed just because he's aware that the students want different things, and he'll listen to us, which is great. Now, the voice is definitely a lot more heard. Mm. That's awesome. You can't ask for anything better than that. Now, do you guys have have anything online, any places people could look you up to say to see your work, um, blogs or social media or anything like that that you want to share? Usually I do this at the end of the podcast that kind of say, you know, here's a chance to plug something cool that you're doing so people that are listening can go look at it. So, I mean, we we do occasionally post things on Twitter and uh, on our district Facebook page. Um, I mean, we're not we're not regular at it right now because it's we're so involved with school. Uh, but during the summer, we, we posted a lot of pictures and, and we will do more. Um, but I mean, if people want to look, they can look at our Facebook page. It's Quaybog Regional School District. Um, and they Instagram. can just look that up on the, on the Facebook page. And Instagram, QRMHS is the Instagram. And uh, Mr. Duff is always posting wonderful <laughs> pictures there that always. sometimes people cringe about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's his captions, hey, actually. I captioned some so, of those. Uh, so, yeah, we're, I mean, there are always pictures, um, so people can do that. It, you know, if people want some ideas of what we've done, I'd be happy to respond if anybody wants to contact me. Uh, my email is J O N E I L L at Quaybog, Q-U-A-B-O-A-G-R-S-D.org, and they can reach out, and I'll be happy to respond. Awesome. Or my Twitter is at JohnBog, J-O-N-B-O-A-G-81. JohnBog81, that's great. Um, so thank you so much, Liz and Josh and Madeline and John O'Neill, uh, for coming on the Get a Q podcast. I learned a ton. Um, I, it sounds like you guys are real go-getters. I'm really excited to see where Quaybog goes with their innovation center moving forward. Um, I would love to have you back on like a year from now and hear like all of the successes and the things that you're doing and how you've used this to catapult your way into some awesome colleges. Um, so congratulations on this project, John, congratulations on having great students. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. All right. And that was John O'Neill, Liz, Josh, and Madeline from Quaybog Regional High School and their innovation center. Uh, And we'll catch you next week on the Get a Q podcast. 
Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere podcasts can be found. This is the Get a Q podcast from MassQ, here to educate, connect, and inspire.